0: A fourth criminal indictment against Donald Trump now seems likely, this time in the state of Georgia. The
1: case focuses on the former president's efforts to overturn the state's 2020 election results. Security around the local courthouse has already ramped up ahead of potential charges. CNN's Nick Valencia has more. Already, ready.
0: With a half smile and a nod, Fani Willis says she's ready. The Fulton County District Attorney is leading the investigation into the former president and his allies' efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia.
1: If someone broke the law in Fulton County, Georgia, um, that I have a duty to prosecute and that's exactly what I plan to do.
0: While indictments could be handed down this month, it's been more than a year since Willis launched the investigation, convening a rare special purpose grand jury with the power to subpoena. Although the special purpose grand jury cannot itself issue indictments, it handed over its recommendations in February after interviewing more than 75 witnesses, including some of the biggest names in Trump's orbit. Mr. Giuliani, when you met with Georgia lawmakers, did you lie to them? We will not talk about this until it's over. It's a grand jury and grand juries, as I recall, a secret. Trump's former attorney, Rudy Giuliani, is among a list of Trump associates who received letters from the DA indicating he is a target of the investigation. Blatant fraud. In the months after Trump's loss in Georgia, Giuliani met with Georgia lawmakers at the state capitol three times, spreading conspiracy theories and election interference lies.
1: I thought they were trying to conceal something from me.
0: Independent Atlanta-based journalist George Cheaty stumbled into the 2020 meeting of fake electors in the Georgia state capitol. This week, he received a subpoena to appear before the grand jury as soon as Monday. Once the grand jury hears the case, it will be in their hands to decide whether or not to issue indictments. Is there merit to this investigation from what you've seen firsthand? I think there's enough to put things in front of a grand jury. Uh, Beyond that, I'm gonna let the grand jury figure it out. It has been months of work for a sprawling investigation that could include racketeering and conspiracy charges. And there are several indications it may be nearing the end. Friday, outside of the Fulton County Courthouse, a heavier than normal police presence in the shadows of freshly erected police barricades. Starting Monday morning, streets around the courthouse will be closed. And now with Trump already facing three other indictments, the big question here is, will Fulton County be yet another place where the former president is arrested and charged? The Fulton County Sheriff telling out front his team is prepared.
2: We understand what courthouse security looks like. And quite simply, we, we are ready.
1: All right, let's get some perspective now on the political fallout uh, and the historic context of the latest Trump indictment. Joining me now is CNN political analyst, Julian Zelizer. He is a historian and professor at Princeton University. Um, first off, if we can just take a step back, Julian, because you know perhaps some voters, people, have gotten a bit desensitized. And now that we're talking about a potential fourth indictment being handed up, um, you know but let's not get lost in the details here because you know there is a very historic and consequential nature to the fact that you know we are seeing a former president uh, being indicted three times thus far just put all of this into context for us
2: yes it's historic to see a former president indicted so many times it's a break uh, from a precedent set by President Gerald Ford in 1974 when he pardoned Richard Nixon after Watergate and prevented uh, legal proceedings from going forward. But it's also historic and we can never forget in terms of what the substance is in this indictment. This is about a former president uh, who was involved in an effort to overturn a presidential election that he lost and that remains the central issue. And that's why this particular indictment is so important as will be the trial.
1: Um, you you had a in your most recent CNN.com piece. Uh, you know you talk about um, you know the Watergate scandal, comparing that to what's happening now. But also you know the fact that this country learned just how powerful the presidency was um, from the Watergate scandal. Yet it doesn't seem like we learned much from it because the Oval Office has become increasingly powerful since uh, you know then.
2: That's exactly right. There was this moment in the 1970s in the United States after Vietnam, after Watergate, where there was a lot of pressure to curb the power of what was called the imperial presidency. Uh, But since that time, uh, many of the efforts to constrain the power have failed. And the presidency, the executive branch has gone stronger and stronger. Uh, And in this case, with January 6th, with the election, we're not just talking about presidential power, We're talking about the abuse of presidential power in the most egregious form. Uh, And that's what's on the table right now as this indictment moves forward.
1: Uh, I do want to read a, a part of your article and you write, quote, by seeking this indictment as well as the one involving Trump's handling of classified documents, the Department of Justice has broken with the precedent established by former President Gerald Ford when he preemptively pardoned former President Richard Nixon on September 8, 1974, for any crimes that he might have committed in Watergate. Just curious, I- in your opinion, which was more dangerous, pardoning Richard Nixon by setting that, you know, precedent that showing that that the government wasn't willing to take action against a former president versus, you know, uh, indicting a former president, is, which, which, how would you weigh the two?
2: Both are problematic, both are risky. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but not seeking accountability had very high costs. I don't know if dangerous is the right word, uh, but certainly we've paid a price for never really resolving the crisis of Watergate, the crisis of what had been exposed during the Nixon presidency and, you know, some of the costs we saw during the presidency of Trump, including January 6th. So I don't think it was a free ride to say let's heal over let's achieve accountability. Sometimes accountability is actually central uh, to a healthy democracy, even more than some of the divisions that an indictment might cause.
1: Is it important that this election subversion trial or perhaps the federal documents case uh, is resolved or concluded before 2024's presidential election?
2: I think timing is less important than doing it well Uh, because of the nature of this trial and, and all these cases. It is true that the public needs to see this as being handled legitimately, being handled carefully and fairly. So I don't know when that timing really falls, but what matters is that this is a good, solid process, and that should be the litmus test.
1: Julian Zelizer, appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you so much.